What's going on, folks? Thanks for hitting that download button and checking out a brand new episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade, your one-stop shop for toys, tech, and talk with some assembly required. I'm your host, Rich, and if this is the first time you're checking out an episode, first of all, welcome, and thank you for hitting that download button. Second, a bit about what we do here. Toys and Tech of the Trade is an interview series where we sit down with content creators, entrepreneurs, and just awesome folks that are on our radar and discuss the gadgets, the gear, and the tech that they use to run their business, create content, and of course, be more productive. Now, when it comes to the toys aspect of this podcast, it's not the usual conversation about action figures, Funko Pops, things of that nature. And even though that does come up, we like to talk about the things that people obsess over, what brings a smile to their face. It could be something as simple as collecting Hummel figurines or collecting mugs, etc. Those are people's toys. So we look at toys here in a more general sense. It not only allows us to connect with our guests on a more personal level, but it breaks up a lot of the business talk and actionable advice that our guests give throughout the podcast. With that said, I want to get into this week's episode, which is a little bit different. Um, the last time I recorded a podcast was our episode with Jason Skisick. After that, things have been rather quiet. And the thing about it was, you know, this is going to be, like I said, a very different episode. I want full transparency. And um, what's been happening was in 2020, on May 1st, I lost my job of 19 and three quarter years. I was almost at the 20 year mark. And as a result of that, you know, the pandemic had just started. So things were just in a very, very weird place. Um, Got a severance package, all that fun stuff, unemployment. And once that happened, I went back into the job pool looking for a job obviously throughout 2020 and the early part of 2021 finding a job was incredibly difficult and living in new york city it was also very difficult now obviously the easy question is oh you know there are jobs out there etc 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 but you know i have a three thousand dollar a month mortgage and expenses more or less you know i have children i have people that live in my home that count on me etc So I couldn't exactly go and work at Target because it just wasn't financially sustainable. What I ended up doing was I doubled down on work in the podcasting space. Um, I did that. I did some web development. I did consulting. I did some teaching, which was incredibly fulfilling. I did a lot of things. But over the course of that time, um, you know, I was home. I was helping my family out. You know, I have two siblings that have special needs. So I was being uh, more present for them, being more present for my daughter, taking her to school, remote learning, everything. And it was, it was great. It was a blessing in disguise. But what was happening was, is that things started to creep in, you know, depression, anger, disappointment, etc. cetera. Um, depression, obviously, because I'm conditioned to, you know, you're conditioned to be a provider. That's, that's the job. You know, as a man, many of us know that we grow up, especially in old school households. It's like the man works, he provides, that's his job, plain and simple. And while my wife was working and I was doing other things, I was not providing the way I wanted to. And it it crept in and it really put me on a path of just depression. I was I was I was not in a good place. And the thing about it was like 
even though I, I focused on my work podcasting wise to try and do more in that space, it just, it just wasn't fulfilling. Meaning that because I was battling so many things internally, I wasn't able to give 100% of myself to giving you guys uh, great content. And because of that content suffered, uh, Obviously, this podcast suffered a bit. Um, my work on Rageworks suffered a bit. And the thing about it was, in the in the midst of all that, other things flourished, obviously. You know, I was able to help other people launch shows. We started to build out Rageworks podcast productions. Just more things started to take shape. But mentally, I was I was in shambles. And I debated talking about a lot of this because, you know, it's not something I do often. and. I always try to promote, you know, working and and building your podcast and pursuing your dreams and all the stuff. But listen, you know, the last the last three years have been incredibly brutal. Now, during this time, I was applying for jobs and, um, you know, I have I have a good skill set. I have 15 plus years of podcast experience, and it literally was always the bridesmaid, never the bride. It was either go on first, second, third round of job interviews and get ghosted or you are too overqualified or nothing. You would get nothing. I can tell you that up until May of 2023, I had literally applied for 379 jobs, 379. I have a board on Notion which ever for every job I applied for. And while a lot of them were in the podcast space, because I figured, you know, I got this 15 years of experience. I can go out there and put this experience to work for an organization. Just, it just wasn't enough. And that started creating a bunch of other um, mental, you know, just mental questions. Like, is it enough? Am I enough? Are my skills enough? Is everything I know bullshit? And the thing about it is that during the last three years, I'm sure many people felt this way and, and countless variations of this way. And I feel that people probably feel this way now. And the thing about it is that for as cool as it is, you know, half a million downloads for the podcast network and all of this great stuff. And like I said, all these great deeds, it just, it was just literally killing me inside. And you know, I, I, I worked, I found ways to work around it. You know, I, I went to the gym more. I tried to find things to keep me busy in the house. I did housework. I mean, you know, my daughter, I, my daughter would go to school. My wife would go to work and I'd start cleaning. I'd make these big dinners. I'd do all as much as I could possibly do to feel useful. And the thing about it was my wife would say to me, you know, you're, you're, you you are useful. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel useful. And it was something I struggled with. I ended up actually trying therapy, which was crazy because I got to a place where I was just very, you know, there's always a running gag with me that I'm always, it's, it's literally like the Hulk in Avengers when he's like, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. You know, it's funny because that's what people always look at with, with rage works. Like that's the reason that it's called that the brand is called Rageworks, but it's not that, you know, it's just that everything I do, I try to approach not aggressively, but just from a determined state. 
because I want to succeed. You know, I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good brother. I want to be a good guardian. I want to be all of these things. And the only way that you can be good at this stuff is to put the foot to gas, pedal to the metal and do and give 110 percent. And because of that, you know, sometimes it's it comes off a little abrasive and, you know, everybody's like, uh, you know, it's like a simmering annoyance. But what was happening was that that simmering annoyance was turning into frustration uh, for for other reasons. You know, I felt like, you know, people in my home outside of my wife and my daughter just weren't appreciative of everything I was doing keeping the house running even while not working a full-time job. You know, I was doing eBay, I was uh flipping stuff like like that's one thing I I can say I feel proud of that, you know, even though I was unemployed and when I say that I mean full-time punching a clock, you know, W2 employee, I was still bringing money in whether it was eBay or or building websites or podcast work, et cetera, money was still coming in. It just wasn't on a consistent basis. But the thing about it was that it just, it came to a head one day. And I remembered my daughter, she's, uh, she was three at the time. And she's like, she's like, dad, you know, are you okay? And it just came out and I'm like, no kid, I'm not okay. And I was like, this is a problem. And I said to myself, this is a, this is a very big problem. And, you know, obviously I'm not working. I didn't, I didn't have, you know, I'm on my wife's medical insurance at the time. And I'm like, I need, I got to figure something out. I didn't want to go and sit in a therapist's office. So I started doing some research, ended up trying out better help. And, um, you know, it's all virtual. This isn't some big commercial for them or anything, but it worked because I was able to do, either phone or video um, sessions with a therapist. And it's tough because you go through, they kind of match you with one and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think I went through, I had one really good one that started that I started with and she was, she was great. And um, she ended up leaving the better help service. And I was like, Oh man, go back into the trenches, find, found a second therapist and um she was she was good but i felt that i was her therapist instead of her being mine which was really weird and um the thing about it is that the last the last therapist i had she was she was good she gave a lot of great actionable advice and um you know i was paying for better help out of pocket and the thing about it is even though they gave you a reduced rate because if you're unemployed it was it was good and I say this because, you know, people, people are like, oh, you know, you have your wife is super supportive. You know, you could have talked to her. And it's like, yeah, I could have. But I, I'm sharing this with all of you because you know what happens if you have a strong support system like, you know, family or, or good friends or a significant other and they believe in you unconditionally. That's great. But you know what happens when people do that and they believe in you unconditionally? They 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 don't dismiss your faults but they just acknowledge faults as a part of who you are and while they do try to help you correct them you kind of need an outsider's perspective for certain things and that's where i think like going through with going to a therapist helped for me personally because i needed someone fully removed from my personal situation 
to just let me know that some of my thought processes and feelings were were justified that I wasn't crazy or that I wasn't you know letting uh you know letting 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 the monsters win so to speak and the thing about it was that the, you know each of the therapists were like you know your your thought processes are very sound um you just need to find better ways to navigate certain aspects of how you feel and it was good it was it was an eye opener and um i got to tell you guys as a as a minority as a person of color i can tell you you can talk to most minorities and people of color and they don't they do not believe in any sort of you know seeing a shrink or a psychiatrist or a psychologist or whatever anything regarding mental health it's like walk it off suck it up and move on you know, my mom, she was, she was a tough lady and, you know, she had, she had uh, stuff she had to deal with. And, but she, she believed that, you know, talking to somebody else was, was important. And I realized that I needed to go outside of my circle of influence and do that. Because again, like I said, you have your friends, your confidants, your, your significant others, people that get you and can support you. But sometimes you need to step outside of that circle and and get an objective point of view and again some of the uh, the the different psychiatrists they were like hey you know you're you're spot on with a lot of stuff but maybe you might need to work on this or maybe you should approach this a little differently or maybe you can try this and certain things were were legitimately actionable where it's like you know you gotta you gotta try and take you gotta try and take energy for yourself and um you know uh Noah Kagan said this recently on a podcast, you know, be kind, be kind to yourself. And I realized that during this entire three year endeavor, I was beating myself up a lot more than I needed to. Like, don't get me wrong. I was holding myself accountable and telling myself, like, listen, you got to be a badass. You got to be you got to be a beast in order to to take whatever endeavors you're trying to get to to the next level. But, you know, that that determination to be to be the best dad provider and husband was giving me standards that I just wasn't meeting. And I think that what happened was it wasn't, it was like I said, just beating me down mentally. But since then, and over the last three years, I've just been going into different facets of work a little differently. And I try to not only be more, um, be, I, I try to be more aware that I need a break, that my brain needs to rest, that I don't need to be going 110% because I think that's the problem. You know, we get instilled with hustle culture and the grind and 24 seven, and you got to be working on your business and that's great. But here's the thing. And I've, I said this often enough to, I say it all the time and it's like a cliche at this point. It's like who protects the protectors? You know, it's my job to protect, care for, provide and guide my house, you know, my family. But at the end of the day, who's protecting me? And yeah, you know, I can say my wife and my kid and my family, they're they're protecting me. But who's there to tell you like, hey, you're 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 falling apart at the seams here. You got to get it together. It's it's a crazy thing. And like I said, we we follow these different people, these gurus, these uh, self-help experts, these business coaches, all this stuff. And you got to work on your business. You got to work on your business. And that's great. But it's like, but are you working on yourself? What are you doing for yourself? How are you being better? 
you know? And the thing about it is, it's like, you don't need to send that, those 50 emails in a day for your job or, or when I mean your job, I mean the business that you work on, you, you can send 10. And if you don't get to the 10, don't beat yourself up about it. Tomorrow's another day. Try five, try, try three, but give yourself a little bit of grace. Give yourself a little bit of understanding that, Hey, not every day is going to be a home run. And you know what? Base hits are perfectly fine. Base hits are good. They, 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 they keep, um, they keep you in the game. And I started really approaching it that way by appreciating small victories. So to bring it full circle, I apply, I went to my 380th job and, um, I walked in and it was for an organization that what they did aligned with what I was into. And I was like, man, you know, this is pretty cool. And, um, I went in and the interview was good. I went on the second interview and I was just myself. I didn't send a representative. I didn't try and make it seem like, Oh, you know, this is let, let, let me, let me manicure myself or mold myself into the ideal candidate. I went in there and I said, this is what I bring to the table. This is my skill set. I want to put my skill set to work in an organization that will make full use of it. Do you want my, my services? Yes or no. And sure enough, after first round and second round of the interview, uh, needless to say, I am, I am back to full-time work and it's, um, it's good. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a good palate cleanser of working in the corporate space for 19 years. And it's just good to keep my brain working in other things that aren't just Oh my God, my business, my business, my business. Don't get me wrong. I'm still working on Rageworks. I'm still growing, trying to grow Rageworks and do different things, but it's, there's a little bit more balance. You know, I have, I have a regular paycheck coming in. I don't have that anxiety of bills and this and that. And obviously still, like I said, still working on my business, still working on the things that I want to do for my business. Now, a lot of people sent questions in and I was going to make this a Q&A originally, but I wanted, like I said, to be transparent and bring everybody up to speed on what's going on. And more importantly, just share that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You know, you see Instagram, you see we share a lot of toys and we do a lot of stuff, but there's there's the real world happening behind the scenes, you know, and social media is just a, a glimpse into that world. But you know, for, for all of my entrepreneurs, for all of my people that are working on their business, chasing their dream, uh, wondering if they're enough, you know, and if they're, if they're doing the right thing at the end of the day, the only thing you got to try to do besides obviously get your businesses off the ground, grow your businesses and start your businesses is take care of the business that matters most. And it is the business of you. You're the CEO of your own firm, which is yourself. And if you're not going out there and aligning yourself with great teammates, great people to help grow you and your internal business, then your external business is not going to get to where it needs to get to. If you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of your business if not you? And that's a big, that's a big thing because, you know, a good, a good friend of mine, James Lopez, who 
I always link in the show notes. He was, he's an incredible father. He did an, uh, a lot of incredible work to grow awareness for dads and to really put fathers first because sometimes fathers get shortchanged. And, you know, I'm releasing this episode right before Father's Day. And the thing about it is, you know, James, James ended up, um, he suffered a traumatic brain injury and he's on the road to recovery. And, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. And obviously links to support his recovery are in the show notes for this podcast. But the thing that James always put in front of me first and foremost was presence over presence. And um, I look, I always looked at that messaging as something that was so clear and so perfect that the three years that I was home, that is what I leaned on the most being able to pick my daughter up from school every day, being able to make her snacks and lunch, being able to watch the bad batch and justice league unlimited and teach her about comic books and building our first Voltron together and unboxing toys that I thought I would never unbox with her that she plays with and ask me questions about it really made, um, it really made the last three years incredibly fulfilling. And I'm grateful for James for putting that message on my radar and pushing that narrative because at the end of the day, it helped me connect with my kid better than I think I would have if I was doing all of the other stuff. And the funny thing is a lot of, a lot of my, my fellow dads, a lot of my close friends who were fathers said, they were like, man, you know, I'd give anything to spend time with my kid or do what you were able to do. And they really put it in perspective that even though I wasn't working, I was strengthening a bond with my daughter that, you know, most fathers, they, they, they have to work twice as hard to do because they're working or they're tired or whatever. So in that regard, I guess, you know, that is the bright side, which is, you know, I, I, the title of this episode is The Brighter Side of Suffering. And yeah, you know, it was three years of suffering um, mentally and financially. But the brighter side was I was able to be a better dad and, um, you know, do a lot of the cool things that a lot of dads miss out on. And I'm grateful for that opportunity. So, you know, there is that. Okay, so now that I've shared what's been going on and what's been happening the question comes now what's next so obviously toys and tech of the trade will continue um we got to get back on a consistent publishing schedule we have uh three three episodes two episodes that are going to be released uh one with travis brown which we recorded uh right before the end of the year uh the end of 2022 and also an episode with uh a former colleague of mine, uh, Jerry Peacock, and his uh, awesome project that he's working on. And I'll be releasing those episodes uh, very shortly, possibly back to back, just to kind of clear out the queue and start fresh. Um, we will go back to our biweekly release schedule. And I know some people sent in some questions, just curious. So I want to rattle through a few of them. Um, I'm not going to find all the names i just wrote them all here in bullets but uh is toys and tech of the trade coming back yes um what's been going on obviously i have updated you and with regards to what comes next here's what we are doing uh rageworks meaning the website rageworks.net 
where we publish all of our written content has, um, you know, it, it definitely has taken a bit of a hit. Um, a lot of the people that worked on the site either, you know, they went on to do other things, which is awesome, or, you know, they just, uh, they just lost interest in the space and that's totally cool. But Rageworks will continue, obviously, um, being driven by myself creating uh, the bulk of the content uh, with some guest contributors, including uh, Matt from Nerd News Today, who is a, a close a close friend of mine, and we're working on a lot of projects together. But yes, Rageworks.net will continue uh, delivering content. Obviously, it's going to be a little different, and we are going to be redesigning the site uh, within the next 60 to 90 days. So we're going to be creating a brand new experience for everyone. We're going to be bringing back some segments. We're going to be adjusting some other segments of the site, and we're going to be trimming the fat of a lot of things because at the end of the day, even though Rageworks means, you know, rants and reviews about gaming, entertainment, and the works, meaning, you know, other things that we're into, I do feel that we were trying to give trying to do a little bit for everyone and at the end end of the day we were serving no one meaning that you know we covered our comics and our pop culture stuff and our video games and our movies and comic-con and all this stuff and that's great but at the end of the day what what did it make rageworks other than just another another content platform that regurgitated the same stuff so we're going to try and do more original content more thought pieces more think pieces um, more in-depth analysis on the stuff that we cover, whether it's toys or movies or video games or comic books. So we're definitely going to be doing more of that. Uh, the Rageworks Podcast Network uh, is growing quite well, I might say. You know, we just crossed over half a million downloads. We are bringing in new shows, and we are always, always, always looking to help fellow podcasters launch their shows which a lot of people have been unsure of what that means exactly, but that's because, you know, Rageworks Podcast Network and Rageworks Podcast Productions work together. What we do is we actually handle the production, distribution, and publishing of podcast episodes so that creators can just focus on what's most important, which is pressing record. And what that means is like, hey, you want to do a podcast about, um, you know, mental health, or you want to do a podcast about this and you don't know where to start, we can do all of the heavy lifting for you so that all you have to do is record the content, meaning you record your podcast, you send us the audio, we make you sound nice, we publish it, we distribute it, we get it listed on all the podcast platforms, and we even fill in that, that, that gray space, meaning that those two or three weeks that you're waiting for your podcast to show up on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or any of the usual platforms, you can get your show in front of a real audience by having our, the show on our podcast network. I know a lot of people didn't understand how that works, but that's what we do. We end up, we launch the podcast on our network so that our audience can check out your content. And more importantly, you also get cross-pollination from other shows on the network. So if somebody's listening to say Turnbuckle Tabloid, and they're interested in hearing about mental health or something else, they can check out your show. I equate it to a brand new show airing right after the Super Bowl to get Super Bowl viewers to check out the show. I view it the same way. And the best part is you start building an audience day one. And once your podcast is live on all of those platforms, we switch over to what I like to call a syndication model, which means that 
will release your podcast on its own feed as as if it were its own show but then 24 usually 48 hours or a little longer after it's released we release it on the network so that it continues to get in front of new ears and new eyes and of course lead more listeners back to your podcast in general and that model is something we're very proud of a lot of people have been using it that's why so many of our shows are in triple digits because it allows the creators of these podcasts to focus on like i said what's most important which is creating their unique content so if you're in that camp and you want to launch your own podcast definitely shoot me a message rich at rageworks.net visit us at rageworksnetwork.com for any information with regard to that in addition obviously we have our rageworks podcast productions which there's going to be its own site separate um and it's just more work for me but um definitely we want to brand that particular aspect of our work because we do have clients that only use our production services gamers change lives is one podcast that we only do production on and we handle everything else and then tom and his crew release the podcast to their audience if you haven't checked out gamers change lives and you're in the esports space or want to learn more about esports definitely check it out so that's what's going on with the rageworks brand as a whole from the site to the network to our production arm and the last thing we are working on is if you are in the new york city area mainly in the five boroughs we are going to be doing a podcast uh luncheon well podcast dinner so to speak um it's going to be a networking event with podcasters on august 16th we are working alongside the black podcasters association and partnering with new york city podcasts and we will have more details for that in the coming weeks but it is going to be august 16th in queens uh we're going to be in elmhurst at a restaurant there and it's going to be i believe it's going to be from 6 30 to 8 30 or from 6 30 till about eight o'clock but we're gonna have presentations and networking opportunities so if you're in the new york city area and are looking to start a podcast and don't know where to begin don't know what resources are at your disposal or you just want to connect with fellow creators in your area um, i invite you to attend and if you want any additional details please make sure to shoot me a message and any of our social media platforms for that so we are going to start doing some podcast events and we're going to start being of service to our local creators in the new york city area meaning the five boroughs and long island that way uh everybody that's looking to start a podcast locally and doesn't know where to begin can you know hit up myself or lee from new york city podcasters or Corey from the black podcasters association and get started on their podcasting journey and Something I've teased before that I'm still working on is we are looking to open a creative space where people can come and record podcasts or content, whether it's audio or video, um, and not worry about the equipment. They come in, we have everything set up, and they can just create. Uh, we definitely are still working on that. Um, it's essentially a brick-and-mortar version of what we're doing with the podcast network, just obviously where people can come in and record and then we can do their production if they want, or they can just take their audio and do it themselves, whatever the case may be. But we are still working on that. Obviously that is a bigger endeavor that requires a lot more money. So, um, 
that uh that's in progress but of course keep it locked to rageworks and all of our platforms to stay up to date with that so i hope this brings you all up to speed with what's been going on um you know i don't want to sit here and go on the apology tour saying oh you know i'm sorry i have been radio silent because again you know i gotta i gotta take care of myself and in doing so a better me leads to better content to serve you better all right guys thank you all for checking out this quick episode of toys and tech of the trade if you're struggling with any mental health issues whether it's because of your entrepreneurial endeavors or anything else and you need an ear feel free to reach out you're not alone out there there's countless people struggling with these problems and they're 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 in the same space and sometimes they just need a friendly ear to listen and guess what i'm a little cheaper than a therapist so if you got questions or concerns or you feel that you're just uh unable to get out of the blocks and start on your journey because of you know just struggles feel free to reach out i'll be glad to lend an ear and help where i can all right folks i'll catch you on the next episode thank you for listening and for your continued support peace Toys and Tech of the Trade is part of the Rageworks Podcast Network, your source for rants about gaming, entertainment, and the works. Visit us at RageworksNetwork.com.